Guardian Unlimited. Welcome to Sounds of the City, a series of six audio guides to Mediterranean cities produced in association with the new Renault Megane 2006. For more information on the car, please visit www.renault.co.uk. My name is Jim White and this is Sounds of the City from Guardian Unlimited. Valencia is the third largest city in Spain. It has over 2,000 years of history, but it's also got very big plans for the future. These plans are already taking shape at the new Space Age development, which is called the City of Art and Sciences. In fact, Valencia is changing so fast that I've stayed at a fantastic hotel that had been open a grand total of 24 hours. There's a real buzz of excitement and energy these days, and nothing typifies this more than the greatest festival in Spain, the Fires Festival in March. Valencia's airport is only six kilometres from the city centre. Uh, getting into town is quick and easy, and perhaps the easiest way is to take the regular metro bus, which leaves every ten minutes between about 6.30 in the morning and nine at night. At the weekends, it's slightly less regular. The trip to Valencia bus station takes about 45 minutes, and a one-way ticket costs one euro. If you're in a real hurry, or if you like white-knuckle rides, then a taxi ride is always possible, and takes far less time than it should do and costs between 15 and 20 euros. If you're coming from elsewhere in Spain, you'll probably arrive at Valencia's fabulous train station. It's in the Art Nouveau style, which is locally called the Modernista style, and it's right in the heart of the city, right next to the bullring. The River Tiria used to flow through the centre of Valencia, but a series of disastrous floods in the 1950s meant the river was diverted. If you keep an eye out for the markers in the historic centre of the city, you'll see the incredible height that the water's actually reached. The old riverbed has now been turned into a nine-kilometre chain of parks, which are called the Jardines de Turia, which are still spanned by the ancient bridges that once crossed the river. The heart of the city lies just to the south of the old riverbed, and this is where the location of the original Roman settlement of Valentia was. Uh, within this area, there are three main squares, the Town Hall Square, the Plata de la Reina and Virgin Square, and it's here that you'll find most of Valencia's historic monuments and buildings. The oldest quarter of the city is Barrio del Carmen. It's just to the west of Virgin Square, and it's a maze of little narrow alleyways and streets. It was neglected after the floods in the 1950s, but that's changing very rapidly now, and the whole area has been redeveloped, and it's quickly becoming the fashionable hub of Valencia's nightlife. The shiny new area of Valencia is the City of Art and Sciences. It's a short distance from the city centre, and it's largely the creation of the visionary architect and local hero, Santiago Calatrava. This area has some excellent museums and attractions, and it's about a mile further down the course of the Turia River, southeast of the city centre. How would you describe the spirit of Valencia? It's a Mediterranean city with a lot of uh, party and uh, we are like a fire. I mean, it's uh, very, very baroque in, in, in everything we do and uh, a 
and a lot of uh, people is quite imaginative. The image of, of uh, 21st century Valencia is not anymore the bell tower of the cathedral, but it's the, uh, the complex of Santiago Calatrava, which uh, is a worldwide uh, famous architect, and he's from Valencia. All the large cities in Spain, they've been turned into a sort of like a thematic park or tourist resorts with nice buildings. But in Valencia you can get that. This is still a very Mediterranean and Spanish city. And uh, so the city actually doesn't adapt to tourism. The tourism have to adapt. This is a, a very laid-back place. People here, they, all the reason, it could be a quite large city. People, they always expect this is smaller. But then when they're here, they realize it's not that small. You don't feel stressed at all here. Some locals will tell you to avoid the city in August. Many local residents actually go on holiday to escape the humidity and the heat, which averages sometimes over 32 degrees. Another thing to bear in mind is to avoid going out too early in the evening. In Valencia, people eat and party late, and the restaurants don't really get going until about 9 o'clock in the evening. If you want to eat earlier, then the restaurants open at about 8, but you'll have the whole place yourself. Well, you, you will get to the restaurant between 9 and 9.30, probably. And for lunch, you will have lunch after 2 o'clock always, not, not before 2 o'clock. If you go to a restaurant at 1.30, you'd be just yourself and be no one else. When you're in Valencia, you must try some of the local food and drink which Valencia is famous for. The city is home of paella, which comes in endless different varieties, and in fact there's an endless series of arguments as to exactly what the original recipe is, so you should try several. But there's much more besides that. Try the region's sweet horchata drink, which is made out of tiger nuts and is very, very sweet. And the innocently named Agua de Valencia, or Water of Valencia, which is a quite lethal mix of orange juice, sparkling wine and vodka. The cathedral is right in the heart of the old town and it's made up of a mixture of architectural styles which shows the way in which it's developed over a number of centuries. It actually stands on the site of the original mosque built by the Moors who inhabited Valencia several centuries ago. I'm joined by Jose, who's a, a local guide. The cathedral was built in, on the site of the main mosque of Valencia. Then in 1238, the Christians arrived in Valencia and the mosque is actually turned into a Catholic church. Then in 1262, the former mosque was pulled down and a new church was built. Although it took 400 years to build, that's why you can see so many different styles on it. At the moment, most people are trying to get into the entrance of uh, the cathedral on the Plaza de la Reina. Uh, but it's a pretty tough task because everyone wants seem to turn up for the, uh, the mass this morning. I'm going to try and have a go myself, but uh, I don't rate my chances very highly. Uh, once I get in there, I should be able to see perhaps the greatest treasure of the cathedral, which is apparently the Holy Grail, and that's official, according to uh, Pope John Paul II, who confirmed its authenticity, I'm not sure how. But actually within the cathedral, in one of the chapels to the left of the main entrance, is the Holy Grail Chapel. If you go into the main area of the cathedral, you'll notice that the central part is not particularly highly decorated, especially when compared to the chapels which run either side of the central part of the cathedral. The reason for that is that the cathedral was badly damaged by fire during the Civil War, as many of the churches in Valencia were. 
and when the cathedral was repaired it was decided to return the cathedral to its original style. Uh, if you look up to uh, the windows of the cathedral you'll notice that most of them are made out of alabaster rather than glass which means that the, the strong sunlight comes through and, and casts a fantastic light into this kind of central part of the cathedral. I'd recommend climbing the Miguelita Bell Tower which will give you some fantastic views over the city from the top and also don't miss uh, the two masterpieces by Goya which are in the chapel of San Francisco de Borja which is on the right hand side as you come in with your back to the Plaza de la Reina entrance. The Lonja is a symbol of Valencia's former prosperity. It's also a 15th century Gothic masterpiece and a UNESCO World Heritage Site, the only one in the city. And the building used to house the commodities exchange where silk was exchanged and bartered for. If you're in town on a Sunday, I'd suggest going there and seeing the coin and stamp market, which gives you a little bit of an idea of the atmosphere that used to be there when uh, the building was used for commercial purposes. The building's hemmed in on all sides by surrounding buildings, so it's a bit difficult to get a, a real perspective on it from the outside. But if you go inside, then there are these towering, twisting stone columns which go all the way up to the uh, high-vaulted ceiling above. And the whole place has a real sense of solidity, and it, it's just the kind of building that you'd expect to find in a proud and prosperous city. Just off to the left, there's a little courtyard with orange trees which is also appropriate because after the decline in the silk trade oranges became the real source of Valencia's wealth. Directly opposite the Lonja is the central market. The building was constructed in 1928 and it's a great example of the Art Nouveau style which is known locally as Modernista. It's a similar architectural style to the train station and the Colón market which were built at about the same time. It's currently undergoing restoration, which uh, isn't surprising because it hasn't been restored since it was built in 1928. But it's still a great place to wander around and it's very atmospheric. It's filled with lots of different sounds and smells and it's full of local produce, local fruit, spices like saffron, vegetables, fish from the nearby Mediterranean, great big uh, legs of smoked ham, hanging down from the counters and you can even buy ostrich eggs here if, uh, if that's your kind of thing. If you come southeast of the city centre you'll reach what used to be a very run-down industrial area which is now the fantastic city of art and sciences. It's uh, a really bold and futuristic complex which occupies about 350 square metres of the old Turia riverbed. Nothing really symbolises the city's desire to reinvent and re-energise itself better than this place. Most of it was designed by the local architect and kind of city hero, Santiago Calatrava, who was clearly given completely free reign to build whatever he wanted, and he certainly didn't hold himself back. There are some absolutely spectacular buildings. Today it's, it's a nice sunny day, but when I first saw it, um, it was a rather cold and grey morning. And I have to admit, I was a little bit unimpressed by the whole place. Uh, some critics have said that the City of Art and Sciences is far too overambitious and it resembles a kind of 
graveyard of dinosaur skeletons, lots of bleach, bleach white uh, supports jutting out from the buildings like kind of massive rib cages. But the complex was clearly designed to be seen in dazzling sunlight like this morning, and in Valencia that's not such an unreasonable thing to assume. With the white building set against the blue sky and the sun sparkling on the broken white tiles, which is Calatrava's trademark, the city of art and sciences looks more like a parking area for spacecraft. And like all good alien invasion films, people just can't help kind of coming down here and having a look at what's just landed in Valencia. Apparently four million people visit each year, so that makes it, after the Prado, the most popular tourist attraction in Spain. And they can't all be architecture students. The closer you get to it, 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 it becomes more impressive. It does, it definitely does. And it's like like something out of an alien film, you know, it's like... uh, you, you just imagine a flying saucer is going to come in and land here at some stage, you know. <laughs> the City of Art and Sciences is definitely worth visiting for the architecture alone, but it also contains some excellent museums. And for those still not sure if aliens have landed, there's a planetarium which contains an IMAX cinema and a laser show. There's also a science museum and a really excellent aquarium, the largest of its kind in Europe. You can reach the City of Art and Sciences on foot uh, via the string of parks along the Turia Riverbed but it's about a mile and from the city centre it's quite a walk so you can always catch buses numbers 14, 15 or 35 from the street outside the main train station. Colon Market is a beautiful Art Nouveau or Modernista style market which lies to the southeast of the main historic centre. Because it's a slight distance away from the other sites it's rarely visited by tourists and this is a real shame because it's one of the finest examples of this kind of architecture in the city. It's got this fantastic arched green roof which lets the sun shine in and it's particularly nice in the summer where this cool breeze blows through the open sides of the building. If you look at the facades of the building you'll notice these golden mosaics which depict Valencianos in their traditional costumes and the oranges and chickens and rabbits that were once sold in the market. After years of neglect, the market has been turned into cafes and bars which give it a similar atmosphere to Covent Garden which the the locals sometimes compare the market to. It's a great place to come and escape the heat and relax in the summer. Right outside the Lonja is a a tiny market square. In fact, it it basically looks like a road junction more than a square. But this is where the victims of the Spanish Inquisition were executed. And if you look diagonally opposite from the entrance of the Lonja and next to the central market, there's this imposing church. If you look at the foot of the church, beneath the facade, you'll notice a series of these little wooden doors. These were actually the prison cells where the condemned were kept just before they were executed in the square outside and I bet you didn't expect that but then no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. There are a number of things to do for free in Valencia. Most of the museums and attractions have free access on Saturday evenings and Sunday mornings and the cathedral has free admission on Sunday mornings too which is pretty handy if you're here for a weekend break. The Fine Art Museum has one of the best collections in Spain and admission is free there as well. It contains work by Goya, El Greco and Velázquez and it's located to the north of the old Turia riverbed on the other side from the historic centre. Okay, so we've we've come through the old part of the city and we've reached the old riverbed 
the, the river was actually diverted, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, well, Valencia used to have a, a big river, the Turia River, and then in, uh, but the thing is, it kept flooding uh, always for centuries. Uh, especially, a uh, big one was in 1957, where uh, you know, a few people died. And then the central government actually uh, built a new canal, which was opened in 1969, and uh, the river was diverted to the southern part of Valencia through that canal now. So we, uh, with the empty riverbed, the central government actually had a few plans. One it was to have build a, a motorway, another one, is, another one it was to build a huge car park, but then nothing actually uh, took place. And then uh, in the 80s, uh, actually local government uh, started to build a huge park, which is, is not finished yet, and it's 10 kilometers long, so it's the green lung of Valencia, it crosses Valencia from east to west, and uh, it's a great place to actually walk, to, to, to get Valencia. Uh, you can actually cycle around, you can walk all over, and of course, you've still got all the, the old original bridges that, oh, yes. are, that are, obviously there's no river now, but they, they go across the, the park. Yes, we do have uh, 18 bridges from all kinds of styles you can imagine. Uh, the oldest one is the Trinity Bridge, built in the 15th century. And then we have uh, four others uh, that were built in the 16th century. And uh, especially nice is the, the, the Puente del Mar, the Bridge of the Sea. It's pedestrian and it's really beautiful. Every Thursday at noon you can witness this quite strange and fascinating ceremony which takes place outside the main entrance of the cathedral on Virgin Square. Oh, in the, well, outside the uh, Gothic uh, doorway of the cathedral, the one who gives them to the uh, Virgin Square, every Thursday at noon uh, the Water Tribunal meets. Uh, it's one of the oldest tribunals in, in Europe, as back, dates back to the Arab time, it has more than a thousand years of history. Well, the tribunal actually tries to solve problems out uh, among the uh, irrigators. The, the oh, that bring the water into the city? Yes, because water has always been a big issue here, still is, and of course caused many troubles among agricultures. So this tribunal it was set up by the, by the Moors in order to solve the problems out among these uh, agricultures. And I understand that the, the ceremony is, is held in the Valencian language. It is, yes. And also that, that they can impose fines and, and kind of punishments, but they use kind of old money or, or yes, something like that. Yes, they do, yes. They're talking uh, in the old money. And also it's, uh, you can't appeal and everything is verbal, nothing is written. The, the tribunal is actually re recognized by the Spanish constitution and is an exception in the Spanish law. So that's why you, you always get um, students of law from all over the world. They come to see this uh, tribunal, which uh, to them is, is quite interesting. That they still, they, you know, hasn't changed at all for a thousand years. Every morning at 9.30 you can also enjoy for free the Gregorian chants at the College of the Patriarch. You'll find this in Plaza de Patriarca, which is near Calle Paz, southeast of the Plaza de la Reina. The central market is also a fantastic place to wander. Obviously, it doesn't cost anything unless you choose to buy. And it's busiest in the morning, so I'd suggest you get there at that time if you can. I spoke to a number of local residents about what to avoid in Valencia. Um, one suggestion that a number of them came up with was Plaza de la Reina. Others disagreed quite strongly with that. It's the main square, of course, in the historic centre of the city, so it is very difficult to avoid but it's the only part of the city which has an identifiably touristic feel to it. It has its McDonald's, its Irish pubs, its full English breakfasts. So 
Although you probably won't be able to avoid it, I suggest that there are better places to go and eat and, and have a meal. I'd suggest Barrio del Carmen, which is only a short distance away. Barrio del Carmen is the centre of, of nightlife in Valencia. It is, yes. And, uh, well, it's famous among young people because it's uh, full of bars and, and uh, during the weekends, you know, everybody comes here to drink. There's plenty of restaurants and cafes and there's always a very busy part of, part of town, the busiest uh, area in the, in the, in the historical Valencia. So and the street where we're working now is called the Gentleman Street. And uh, it's called like that because before the aristocrats, or the main aristocrats in the medieval time, uh, used to have their palaces here, uh, which you can still see, see a few examples of it. And I'm told that some of the doorways have handles on them much higher up so that you can, if you're riding a horse, you can... It's true. You can yes. uh, knock, on the, knock on the door without <laughs> having to get off the horse. <laughs> I have to keep an eye out for, for those. The biggest festival by far in Valencia, perhaps the biggest in Spain, is the Fayas Festival between the 15th and 19th of March. On the second Sunday in May, the statue of the Virgin in the Basilica travels across Virgin Square to the cathedral and it's normally surrounded by a massive scrum of pilgrims who try and get as close as possible so that they can touch the statue itself. On Midsummer's Day in June, you can head to the city's Malvarosa Beach where the locals perform a traditional ceremony of washing their feet in the ocean before burning a piece of paper or perhaps an entire notebook which lists all their bad habits. They burn that on a bonfire on the beach. Valencia's National Day on the 9th of October sees more festivities and if the fires isn't enough, the city actually holds an international firework festival on the previous day. Fires Festival is the greatest festival in Valencia and in fact you could argue that it's perhaps the greatest festival in Spain. It runs from the 12th to the 19th of March and it's truly unmissable. If you're in the city it's also unavoidable so you've got no choice. During this time the city is constantly rocked by the sound of fireworks and explosions and firecrackers 24 hours a day so don't expect to get much sleep if you're here during that time. The origins of the Fayas is obscure. It's a weird mixture of pagan spring festival and Roman Catholicism. Legend has it that it started when the city's carpenters began burning their winter lampstands and off-cut pieces of wood at the end of the winter. But frankly, it's significantly bigger than that these days. Each day at 2pm in the town hall square, there's this deafening mascletta as, uh, as these fireworks and firecrackers are hurled into the air. It's an absolutely deafening experience. And as the festival reaches its climax, there are several days of parades where local women in particular walk through the streets in these spectacular traditional silk dresses. In Virgin Square behind the cathedral, they present flowers to the statue of the city saint, Our Lady of the Forsaken. And by the end, the huge statue and most of the square is covered in a carpet of flowers. As you, if you can get close enough to actually see them as they enter the square, you'll notice that many of the women are in tears as they, as they enter. And it's possibly due to the religious devotion uh, element of the festival, although it might have something to do with the very painful-looking shoes that they've been walking in for hours. 
The fires themselves are these huge caricatures, uh, massive statues up to 30 meters high, and in some cases costing about half a million pounds and taking a year to create. There are 700 of them in the city during the festival, and they all go up in smoke on the night of the 19th, known as La Creme, when the whole city seems to be in flames. as huge, towering black columns of smoke above the rooftops. And if you're here at any other time of the year, then you can always visit the Fayas Museum, which is near the City of Art and Sciences. Do they start tomorrow to prepare for the next next year? Not, not tomorrow. Tomorrow <laughs> there will be everybody sleeping. <laughs> but the day after tomorrow. Well, the Fires Festival has come to an end and it's amazing how quickly the city has returned to normal. The city, as the famous Valencian song describes, a city of, of love, of light and of flowers, to which you could easily add fireworks. I don't think I've had much sleep in the last few days. I, I'm sure I've gone partially deaf as a result of the massive explosions, but it's been a fantastic experience and I look forward to coming back for the next Fires Festival, but I shall be bringing earplugs. With special thanks to the Valencia Tourist Authority and the Barcelo Premium Hotel, and to EasyJet who fly to Valencia from London Gatwick, London Stansted and Bristol. Guardian Unlimited 